Hey Baker, welcome to Business is Sweet. It's easy to fall in love with the sweet art of baking. It's a bit harder to take the right steps to create a successful business around your baking. But the business side of baking is also pretty sweet. I believe that you can be paid well for your creativity, build a successful baking business from home, and enjoy the work you get to do. And in fact, I don't just believe it, I know it because I've done it. I'm your host, Brett, a self-taught home-based baker myself who's built a thriving business making a full-time income as a wedding cake designer, all from home while raising my two little kiddos. And I'm here to show you how to do it too. Welcome to the show. Hey there, it's Brett. During the month of June, I'm taking some time off to work on my business, to rest, and to be with my family, and I'm not leaving you high and dry. I've lined up a couple of great episodes that are actually sneak peek snippets into some of my courses and programs and coaching opportunities that I offer. Today, I'm sharing a little bit with you from a summit called Bake It Happen that I hosted back in December, where we had three guest home bakers come and talk to us who are absolutely killing it in their businesses. And they're a huge inspiration and their stories are just so juicy and full of amazing advice and just a path for you to start to follow to really get inspired to grow your baking business. Let's take a listen. On my page out of Home Baker and here at the summit, it's like I I get to talk a lot and I get to share a lot of, you know, what I do and the money that I get to make and how much I love my business. But it's not just me. And there's so many incredible people doing it. So tonight I've invited three amazing women who are stay-at-home moms who have started in like the last year or two and grown incredibly and who are just such inspiring examples to me of chasing your dream, of working hard and of just baking it happen. (laughs) They're incredible. And I want you to hear from them because I want you to understand the possibility that really does exist. So we're going to hear from each of them. The first one we're going to talk to is my dear friend, Rachel. And the funny thing is two of these gals, Rachel and Erica, we live so close to each other. We were all selling and baking within like a 15 mile radius. It wasn't even that much. We're all like a 15 minute drive from each other until I moved to the boonies. Yeah. Well, here's the beautiful thing is that even though we're right there, we all have customers, we're all doing it and we're all best friends and it's, it's just so fun. So Rachel, come on up. Hi. Hey, this is Rachel. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. You're here. (laughs) Rachel is amazing. And tell us just a little bit about a, how you started like super quickie, how you started, how long you've been doing it. Just give us a little bitty of your backstory, Rachel. Of course. Yeah. So I'm Cakes by Rach. I started three and a half years ago. I know that day so well because uh, three and a half years ago, I did my very, thank you for waving. I appreciate the feedback. I hate talking to a screen. It's like the worst thing. I'm all about I know it's the worst. So comment as much as you want but I so I started three and a half years ago um why I remember that day is I made my daughter's first birthday cake um why I started was I deal with severe postpartum depression and anxiety 
Um, when I, I graduated from college, became a health teacher, fell in love with my job. And then six months later had my first baby, Evelyn. And I didn't realize I had depression, postpartum depression, anxiety. So I went a year with some real struggles and I was really floundering, um, with myself, with my lifestyle, with everything. It just wasn't what I had expected. It didn't fulfill me in the way that I had always dreamed of. And so my husband, who's a big part of this whole thing, told me and pretty much forced me into making her first birthday cake because I just needed something creative to do. That was a side hustle in a way or a side hobby. It was it started off as a hobby, made her first birthday cake, made my family their own like adult cake. They're all hard, hardcore food snobs. <laughs> and the fact that they liked it and that it tasted great was like a good sign to me that at least I knew my flavors and I knew how to bake. Um, but I fell in love with the decorating process. Um, what it did for me, just working that creative side of my brain doesn't really, I don't get to do that often as a stay-at-home mom. And so it just started pulling me out of a really dark place that I was in. And fast forward three years later, I can't believe it, but I do... I figured out up until this year, I've done 268 cakes. What? So we do about, I do about seven to eight cakes a week right now at, by myself in my house. <laughs> um, slow season, I do about three to four. So gratefully we're in that slow season right now. Wedding cake season mm -hmm. gets a little crazy, but had no intentions and intentions of turning this into a business, but it first of all fulfilled a need I personally needed. And then second of all, it started really blessing our family financially and myself financially and giving me a place in the world that I felt like I could put a stamp on and do a little good through yummy cake. <laughs> Everyone. Hey, yummy yeah. food. <laughs> yes. So it's like, I don't know. And you, you've, we've talked about this, like sometimes you feel mom guilt or sometimes like it's like you're running a million miles an hour and like trying to balance motherhood and business and figure that out which you've done amazing like Rachel's so awesome we I was sitting in her kitchen like a month ago and our kids were playing and she's like oh I hope you don't mind I just have to do two wedding cakes right now and in the two hours that I'm sitting there she busts out these two wedding cakes and it was like what the heck like you're done we I wasn't even here that long <laughs> So you're amazing in what you do and your process. And I just admire you so much. And I've just watched you go through these seasons of life as you, because we've known each other since you started. You do. And I've watched you like learn and like pull back and then push and pull back and like buy a house and finance like so much of your house with your cakes. So I want you to tell us about how you found the balance between being a parent, being a mom, your life and business, because I think this is a tricky one for okay. lots of these bakers starting up is like, how do I go into this and not totally eat up my life? Yeah, of <laughs> how do I find um, that balance? So first of all, I kind of want to, because I'm so specified as I'm going to talk as my, like, I'm going to be going back to my my second job, my first job of being a mother, but I want everyone to recognize, like, it's not, if you don't have kids, this isn't really applicable to you. That's not true because anyone who has, who's a parent or has a significant other in their life or has uh, another job or 
I is involved in the community or other hobbies, we all have our our lives go in a million directions all the time. So just because I'm a mom doesn't mean that my story just works for me. Um, every time I say being a mom, just think of your <laughs> your other side gigs because there's or main gigs. I my being a mom is my main gig and cakes is my side gig, even though it takes over most of my life right now. But just so I'm relatable to everyone because I know not everyone is a mom and isn't in my same situation. But for me, what it came down to was recognizing that there will never be a perfect balance. I fought hard to find that perfect balance for years. My whole life I have. I'm that person who overplans, who overschedules so I can do something every hour of every day. I thrive mm -hmm. off of that. And I always found myself exhausted by the end of the day or the end of the week or month. And so for years, I have fought to find a perfect balance. And it wasn't until about, I would say a year ago, I was listening to someone speak and they said, there will never be a perfect balance because we're not perfect people. And that hit me so hard. I was like, I, because I'm not perfect, I'm never going to figure out a perfect life. And when I finally um, accepted that and told myself, I'm not going to be perfect in balancing my life, that is when life became a little more manageable because I wasn't fighting against a river that was never going to go my way, if that makes sense. For me, it was learning to be okay in the chaos. Um, a big other part of that was having discussions with myself and with my spouse. I am married um, and recognizing what was most important to me. I realized that really deep down, I wanted to be a mother to my children. I wanted to be home with them. I wanted to, that was, that was just important that I was home and available to them. Um, and it was important to me that my family still felt like they were my number one priority and they felt loved. And so I figured out that after two years of floundering and trying to figure out what to do with my life with this whole thing. And I put that as my priority and then cakes were my second priority. And then I had to realize that everything else was going to maybe need a little bit of a sacrifice. So my friendships, I don't necessarily go and have play dates every single day anymore. I do twice a week. Um, I only go exercising in the mornings because that is the only time I have. So that's a sacrifice for me. I don't get to wake up at eight anymore and do my thing and start my day at one. I have to be scheduled. But when I had those conversations with myself and I had those conversations with my husband and he told me what his priorities were for me and for our family. And we discussed it. We didn't discuss it with our kids because they're still babies, but I have a four-year-old and an 18-month-old baby. And so when they're older, I want to have this discussion with them. But after we decided what our priorities were, that is how we ran with life. That is how I found my balance. I put my family first and then I put cake second. And then I just let things follow, follow into place. And that is, I think, really what helped us find our family balance. It's not going to be Every, there's no like perfect formula to finding the balance. It's what your balance is. And even though it's not going to be perfect and it's going to be chaotic, if you jump full into this cake life, it's going to be your balance, which will, which will be perfect for you. I think Brett froze, which I'm waiting for her to ask me another question, which, so this is kind of awkward. So maybe I'll just keep talking. I can talk all day long and now she's gone. So it's fine. 
Um, something, something else that she wanted me to talk about. I'm going to pull up her questions real quick. Sorry. Oh, she's I'm here. I'm back. Oh, God. My internet went out for a sec. This is why I said at the beginning, if I disappear for whatever reason, because it happens. I finished my Can spiel on me? balancing. So now ask me your next question. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, I'm so sorry that that cut okay. out for a sec. Okay um let me make sure we're still okay we're still streaming for those on Facebook sorry I popped out for a sec um but we're still going um so what what I just what I love is that you took a step to stand back and say how can I take control of this like how how can I be smarter going forward because that's that's the whole point is is you went into business to help your family to help yourself so you shouldn't lose yourself and your family by doing this. Like the ends shouldn't get eaten up in the means, right? Yep. And you're just, you're a good example to that of like just running with the seasons of your life. And I've been there while I watched you when you were pregnant and like, you know, the orders that you took then and how you pulled back after you had Chloe and you were able to like, just, you know, slow it down a little bit. And those were decisions I feel like you made with a lot of faith and confidence and they didn't come from fear like you were like you know what I know where my priorities are and I know that it's going to be waiting for me when I come back and yeah. and it was yeah. <laughs> and, and it was it just I came forgot right about back. to talk about the seasons that's something I'm struggling with now that's what I wrote in the chat was okay I am my business is growing to a point where I'm learning that I have to pull back again, which breaks my heart. I pushed full force to get into the home that we built um, because my income was furnishing our entire home pretty much and also helping with the interest rate issues. We were stuck in the middle of all of that. And so my husband and I decided we were going to take every single order we could ever get and we just busted things out like crazy. Then we moved in and wedding cake finished, wedding cake season finished. And I finally had finished in September, all those orders I had committed to. And now here I am in the holiday season thinking, okay, I want to pull back. Like I want to be with my family. I want to enjoy the holidays. But now all of a sudden I'm having these venues reach out to me, asking me to be their preferred vendors. I'm asking Utah Valley Bride is coming to me, asking me to publish in their magazine. Like I'm having these wow. big amazing opportunities come my way, but I've had to be honest with myself, which has been really hard because my priority is raising my babies and I want to grow my business. I want it to be big. I want to be this big business owner who has employees, but right now that's not my time. That's not my season. And I say that not because I'm saying no to people because I'm too afraid. I am saying no because I am confident in my priorities and I am confident in where I'm going. And I know that that will be there for me yeah. in 10 years when my babies are capable of feeding themselves and not pulling on my pants all day long saying, Mom, hold me, hold me. <laughs> it's so. going to be there. And that's that's the takeaway that all of you bakers should get is that we sometimes we act like every single order is going to be our last order and and that's we run so hard and we push ourselves over the edge and there it really isn't a sprint it's this marathon and there there's so much time in life to figure it out and so it's like yes push yourself and and work hard and make the money you want to but also like ebb and flow you know ebb and flow with where your energy is and where your family is and like don't feel like a failure if you need to pull back it's not that it's like 
it's actually a very courageous act to like intentionally do that. And I've done that too. I took like nine months off when I had my baby and said no to over 150, 200 cakes. And it was all right there when I was ready to come back. And so that's what I just love about you and your story and, and just the seasons and things you work with. But the other thing that I love about Rachel that she's so cool about is like how quickly she stepped into a higher price point, how quickly she became confident with the type of customers she wanted to work with. And like you've sold plain six inch cakes for $120. Cause you were like, my time is not more important. Like, or your cake isn't more important than my time. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to sell my time with my family for less than that. And people pay your prices again and again and again. So tell us a little bit about that and yeah. we'll, we'll go for like five or six more minutes and then, and we'll wrap it up. I'm sorry that my, I, I'm sorry. I dipped out for a second. No, you're sure. great. Okay. Well, Brett asked me to give numbers and I yeah. actually have this calculator guys. I hate numbers. I tell really us what this is. This is just like um, dyslexia where you flip your letters and you have a hard time reading and stuff, but it's actually with numbers. So addresses, I can't really like, I always mess them up. Telling time on a clock is really hard for me. Anything with numbers is a struggle. And my husband is a number wizard. So <laughs> this has, I have to give him credit because the reason why I jumped so quickly into the higher end um, pricing and whatnot is because he was the one who really figured this all out for me. Um, so I wrote down my numbers and hopefully okay. I'll say this right, but she told me that she wanted me to share this to show you that it is possible. Possible. Yes. Um, so I'll just kind of spread it out now and then I'll tell you how. So from, this is from January to November of this year. I just took those months. My net so far has been $22,748. Net. So made, that's like after expenses, after all of it, like yep. that's how much. So my back. gross income total without anything taken out is about $35,000 from January to November. And then all expenses taken out, it's about $23,000 on average. I took January to November. Of course I have higher months, lower months, but on average I make about $2,000 a month and weekly I make about $484. So that's all expenses taken out. That's incredible, so, Rachel. That's the so expenses, incredible. I'm making about $3,000 a month and about $731 a week. So again, I make a lot of cake. I do about 200. I've done 268 up till now, about 24 cakes a month. So the reason why we've been able to do this is because of what Brett said. I decided I was at the beginning, I charged like $35 for a six inch cake because I didn't know what I was doing. And that's what I felt confident with. I didn't want to rip people off and I didn't feel comfortable with charging more than that. So, um, I did that for a couple of weeks and then my husband was the one who's like, you're making nothing. And I was like, well, I don't know what else to do. This is a hobby. And so he sat me down and we wrote out all of our ingredients. Brett has seen all of our spreadsheets. <laughs> Josh is a wizard. He's, it's he, is true. A wizard. <laughs> um, he wrote out all my ingredients. He wrote out all my time. He wrote out all our expenses. And he showed me that I wasn't making money. And that was a little hard for me to swallow because I like to spend money. I'm a spender. <laughs> Brett is a saver. So we balance each other well, but um, I love to spend money. So I realized I wasn't making anything at the time. It was a hobby. So I was like, oh, well, we got to figure that out. 
And then I met with a business person who was like trying to figure out if he wanted to become a business consultant. So it was his practice and he made me spit out what my ideal customer was. And I remember saying, I want to get into the high end birthday cakes, wedding cakes. Like I want to be those higher, that higher end cake, um, on, well, cake artist. And I didn't think that was ever possible. And then I started raising my prices slowly, um, because mainly I was working within my friends and family. And then I started getting more and more business when I raised my prices, because I think as Brett said, it, it shows who you are. It shows your level and quality of a product. So when I raised it the first time, it was about $60 um, starting price for a six inch. And now I'm at $75 for a six inch. And my basic two tier semi-naked cake starts about 400. And I don't know what happened, but when I started raising those prices and I developed that confidence and decided to not tell myself I live in Utah, no one pays for <laughs> things, I like started making a lot of money. It was the craziest thing because I decided to trust everyone. I decided to trust everyone kept telling me people will pay. You just have to do the charging. And it worked. I had to take well that and I have to tell everyone the reason why living in Utah can be a thing is because the market is very saturated is what people will say we're in a Facebook group where there's at least 900 other cakers and we live in like a 45 mile radius like we're all concentrated right here and so what what Rachel was facing is like if I charge too high they're just going to go somewhere else you know but they didn't they did not Instead, what happened was I got asked by wedding venues to be their preferred artist. And that is what really brought me into the clientele that I wanted to be in. I am now the top, well, I am a cake artist preferred vendor at the top two highest um, venues, charging venues here. And I honestly have no clue why, because I it three years ago. And when they came to me and asked me, I was like, Sure. I didn't even know what that meant at the time when my sweet friend, Stephanie's like, can you be our preferred cake artist? I was like, sure. I, sure. What does that mean? And now I see the blessings of it, but it was because I was confident. It was because my product tastes good. I I'll just say that I struggle with confidence, but it tastes good and it's quality. My, I just got asked to be a preferred vendor down somewhere else. And I asked them, so what made you decide to like help me or have me be a preferred vendor? Cause there's so many great artists. And they said, your cakes don't fall over and they taste good. <laughs> and I was like, well, if that's like your standard, then great. But I think when we bake quality, high end quality food, people pay for it and they notice it. And then they will tell their friends because what I believe people remember is not beauty. It's taste. Everyone can recall an amazing dish that they had at a restaurant and you will anytime it's like where what's a good place to eat you remember the dish you ate and you tell them where you go so that's why quality of taste is my most important thing when someone eats my cake I want them forever to be able to tell someone cakes by Rach makes the best cake go to her so. I love it Rachel you're amazing I love you so much you really are just it's so incredible it's been so fun to watch you grow and to be there from like the start almost and like that first time you reached out you're like hi um I'm sorry but like can I ask and I was like yes 
let's meet up let's be friends and it's just been so amazing to watch your journey and you really are incredible so everybody go check her out she's cakes underscore by oh, underscore rach 686 because there's a thousand Rachel Smiths in the world. <laughs> Rachel so, Smith. Yep. <laughs> I gotta work on my Instagram handle, but there's no other way. So there six eight go. So You'll go find Rachel, it. connect with her. If you have questions, if you want to hear more of her story, like she's more than willing to answer and to talk with you. So thank you so much, Rachel, for being here tonight for sharing your story. So the next person we're gonna hear from is my sweet friend Erica Ellis, who runs Sweeties Bakery in Provo. And she is amazing. She started during the pandemic and she is this crazy lady who says <laughs> yes to everything that people say no to. But what's so cool is that you, I just watch her grow her skills and her techniques into like, she's someone I send people to if it's like, oh, I don't want to do all that crazy fondant texture weirdness. Like here's Erica. Oh, and thank you. It's just the, what you've done, the way you've like, really made learning a part of your business is so noteworthy. And so let's hear about that. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, like the quick version. Yeah. And then tell us about how you learn, how you grow as a baker, how you've got to where you are. Okay. Well, Hey, I'm Erica. Um, I, my bakery name is called Sweeties Bakery. It's play on EE, um, for Erica Ellis, it's sweet ease. Um, anyway, Kind of awkward. <laughs> uh, sometimes I get rambling and then I forget. Um, but you're right. I did start during the pandemic. It actually happened. Everything was shut down in April. My kids were out of school. I've got four kids. Um, they were all out of school and I was going crazy with them at home. I love them. <laughs> like, please, I need something. I was in a dance class. My dance class got shut down and I was like, I need something for myself because I'm an introvert with extrovert tendencies. So I like that alone time very much so. Um, and I don't like to be at people or with people all day. So my dance class was a time where I could go and I could dance and it was ballet. And so it was just all this classical music where I could just kind of let everything flow out of my brain and not do anything. Um, and then I, that, that stopped. And so I was like, I've got to do something. Went to the store to get things for my daughter's birthday. She was turning eight. And I was like, well, I can make a cake. I'll just go do this. And then that's when I realized, oh my heck, the bakeries are shut down. What do people do if they don't know how to buy cakes or if they don't know how to make cakes? Mm -hmm. And my sister, my younger sister had talked to me before about starting my own bakery because I had made her little boy's first birthday cake. And she's like, you should sell these. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm not going to do that because I've got enough kids. I was going through, I was, it was my, my own self that I was getting in my own way. Right. Like I make all the excuses. I'm like, no, because we have four kids and because I, um, do a lot of work in our church. And so I'm like, no, because I also have all these church responsibilities. And my husband also works a lot and like, no, I don't want to. And then I, I had just kind of talked to my husband about it. I prayed about it woke up one morning at like 3 a.m. all these things going off in my mind I'm like emailing him as he's asleep next to me and um, <laughs> it just started and it has been incredible and so crazy and you are right I am crazy I have 1000 percent 
taken, said yes to cakes that I, I had zero business saying yes to. I was going back and I'm like, I said yes to a Vans, like a Vans shoe cake. I don't do sculpted cakes. That's what I told myself first. I don't do sculpted cakes. Guess what? Said yes to it. So I do sculpted cakes. Do you want to know how I did that? Classes. So my favorite thing is to learn. I really, really like to learn. I am like a self-proclaimed nerdo. Um, like numbers, Rachel, I know they're not your thing, but they're my thing and I love them so much. So I'm like, oh, she made her own numbers. Good for her. <laughs> Um, I let Brett know earlier today, I've been nerding out all day about all my numbers and everything. Well, and you guys, if you're on my out-of-home baker, then you've probably seen Erica before because we went live together. Yes. And we talked about taxes and it was like fire. It was like one of my favorite lives we've ever done because you're, you were an accountant and you're incredible. So yes, you're num it's just so fun to talk numbers with you. Thank you. I, I get so excited. I was, and I, I even told you earlier, I was like, I have to make sure I don't talk too, too much about numbers. I've got to make sure I shut myself up. So if I go too, too long, just say, Erica, just shut up over there. We hear you. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's the learning. It's the learning thing that I really, really like to do. Um, so I have a goal and I set this goal Honestly, when I first started, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew, I don't really know what I'm doing. How can I be better? How can I learn all these things? I found a teacher down um, probably like 20 minutes south of me, just halfway between me and you now. And I started taking all her classes. I said, I need to take this class and I want to take this class and I want to take this class. And so I just learned. And um, then I said yes to cakes that I probably should have said no to. Um, I had originally been doing, so I started in April. I did my first wedding cake in August and it was during COVID. So it didn't have to be very big. Thank goodness. Cause I really didn't know what I was doing, but I'm like, I'm learning and I'm going to figure this out and did that. And it came, came out. Okay. You know, I always look back at it now. I'm so proud of it. I, and I'm still so proud of that cake. Cause that, that was like, as you should be yeah you know open the door a little bit and then absolutely that's exactly how it happens yes and then I was mostly doing like birthday cakes you know those those pretty easy easy ones and then February of 2021 I got asked to make a three-tier semi-naked wedding cake and I said yes and then I was like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know how to do this so call up my teacher and I said, Catherine, help me. How do I do this? And she said, oh, it's super easy. Come on down and I'll teach you how. So went down, spent a couple hours with her and I was terrified out of my pants. Like I did not know what the heck I was doing. And, but then made this three-tier wedding cake. I look back, it was not perfect. It was not what it would be now if I, or what, you know, if I were to redo it. Um, but I, that's what really opened the door for me was saying yes to that three tier wedding cake. Mm -hmm. And then just saying yes to everything else. I, you know, I, someone wants a cake with this. Can you do that? Yep. I don't know how I'm going to go look on YouTube. I'm going to take classes. I'm going to mm -hmm. do that sort of thing. Um, the one that I remember, Erica, it was your four tier hexagon cake. 
that we were we were all out to lunch and you were like someone wants to order a four-tier hexagon shaped cake and we were all like you're insane and you were like I'm gonna do it like I'm charging this much and we were like that's not enough and you were like I know I know but here's the thing this is going to give me a chance to learn how and the next time I'll charge more it's like you kind of went into it knowing you're like I'm going to do everything I can to figure this cake out and like it's a science experiment like I'm going to test I'm going to learn I'm going to grow and then the next time someone asks for this easy I can do it I know I can do it and I'll charge more like I just love the way you approached that one I always remember it thank you yeah that one was really terrifying I'm sorry. My husband's saying something to me and I'm like, what are you saying? Um, yeah. So first of all, hexagon pans are really hard to find. Rach knows. Rach um, borrowed mine earlier this year. She was like, do you have hexagon pans? And I was like, I have all the hexagon pans. Borrow what you need. <laughs> but they're really hard to find. And then they are so hard to make sure that you get your buttercream smooth and your corners sharp. And like, it's crazy. It's crazy to do those. And I was terrified because I had not, I didn't feel like I was where I, I wasn't where I wanted to be with my corners and my edges yet. I was still learning how to get them sharp and everything. And I'm like, well, I've got to do this and I've got to make it look good. I know I wasn't charging as much as I technically should have, but I was like, I'm going to learn from this. And that's why I'm, you know, going to take it and say yes. And it was terrifying. I normally do not stack my cakes at the venue. They're normally all stacked and I delivered, I deliver them fully stacked, but this one was so heavy. It was so (laughs) heavy that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to drop this thing. It sat on a 20 inch round um, cake drum. It was was 20. It was huge. It was huge. And so I take in, I had stacked the bottom two and I had taken them in and I sat it down on the table and everybody's like, oh, it's a beautiful wedding cake. And I was like, oh, thank you. I'll be right back. And then I bring in the next tier and I set that down and I wasn't stacking yet. And they're like, oh, another one. And I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll be right back. Went back and brought the, the top <laughs> tier in and they were like, is that all? And I was like, yes, this is. This but is like, all. hold on. Cause I'm going to snap yeah, and like, now, get ready. And they're on like, the wedding pre-show, like I've arrived, well, everybody. <laughs> this was, it, they wanted it during their reception. It was really hot. It was during the summer, very warm. They were having a dance party going on. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I had to stack it there in front of everybody. Everyone had their cameras out recording. And I was like, if I drop this cake or if I ruin this cake, it's over. Like, this is it. This is it. And Thank heavens, nothing happened and it stacked beautifully. And I actually just did their anniversary cake a couple weeks ago. So I got to do another hexagon one, but that one was, that one was terrifying, but really fun. And, but it also showed myself that, um, I can do hard things and I'm going to keep saying yes to those hard things because they're fun and they're challenging. And I like apparently a good challenge. So you told me just a few weeks ago how you have a goal to learn something new every quarter, like you actually go and seek out a class. And I think that that's just really so valuable, like that you invest in your learning that way and, and that you don't get held back, like by like, Whoa, that's a, that's a bit of an investment. Like that's a lot of time you go and you learn these things, whether it's a class or whether it's YouTube, and it really has enabled you to become such a proficient decorator. And I know that you don't work out of a ginormous kitchen. Like 
you you make it work and you do amazing stuff and it's incredible and i also know that this business has been an incredible blessing financially to your family and you've been yeah. able to do amazing things with the money that you've made which is a ton of money like yeah yeah so um i i do i have a small kitchen it's it's so tiny but i do make it work cuz that's what i have and you just if it was going to stop me, then I guess it would have stopped me by now, but <laughs> you should absolutely invest in yourself because I like numbers. I have some really cool numbers to show you. Let's okay. see it. I want to so, see it. I'm okay. I have a degree in accounting. So I, I do QuickBooks. That's how just, that's what I learned on. That's like what I know you don't have to do. You don't have to have QuickBooks. I mean, honestly, you can have a paper and a pencil done. That's how you can keep track of it. But because I'm a nerdo and I love numbers, I have my QuickBooks. So I pulled a PL from last year, profit and loss, because I was curious how much money I made last year compared to this year. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm going to show you how. I, I don't know if you guys, if I pull it up, I have a number. Really see it. You're going to have to read it. I know. Okay. So, first of all, I want to show you, tell you why it's so important to invest in yourself. So when I go to classes, I spent, last year, I spent $1,605.77 on cake classes. Um, and that, that goes from, oh man, learning how to stack a cake, learning how to butter, I mean, I took your buttercream floral class. I've, I've taken so many classes. In fact, I signed up for this class before you asked me to speak because I was like, <laughs> yes, I want to like, give me all of this. I was like, so, Erica, wait, no. Yeah. So how fast has that come back to you? A thousand, like, how fast did that pay off? Okay. Like, pretty fast, you know? Very fast. Very <laughs> fast. So last year alone in 2021, I only grossed, no, this is gross, it's not net. I only grossed 6,400 in wedding cakes. And so my Which total, was, like, your first full year, My first right? full year. In yes, business. I also have more numbers of this. It was 23 wedding cakes. So this year I have only spent, and I say only because I've done YouTube and I've learned other things on YouTube because I haven't had time, um, $264. But guys, wedding in, in cake, uh, cake classes and different things. Mm -hmm. But I have charged $19,601.62 in wedding cakes alone this last year, just until November. That's so amazing. I, like tripled sales for this year? Yes. Yeah, so I went from $6,400 to $19,000 just by spending $1,600 on classes. So mm -hmm. you have to invest in yourself because that's how like Rach said, you have to raise your prices. And in order to give quality, you have to invest in yourself. And how many cakes is that 19,000? That 19,000 total, I was crazy. It was 151 cakes. <laughs> I know, it was so crazy. 151 cakes. cakes. Yes, 151 cakes. 100, oh, but, 151. Wait, 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 nice. sorry, 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 sorry. No, 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 no. Oh, no. 
My oh. internet's going out again, guys. If I if I pop off again, I'll pop back on. Okay. It's just getting shaky. Sorry about that. Wedding cakes. Sorry. Wedding cakes alone was 67. 67 nice. wedding cakes for the 19,000. Sorry. <laughs> I did 151 cakes so far. This is, I'm crazy because my brain can't <laughs> keep all these numbers straight. Um, but yeah, so $19,000 for 61, 67 wedding cakes this year. So, okay. What I love that you said is the first year, how many cakes was it? 23? 23 at 6,400 yes. and you like doubled your cakes, but you tripled your income. Like yeah. there was some smart business moves there. It yeah. wasn't just this time for money exchange where we're like, okay, if I want to make more money, that means it's more time, more time, more time. It was like, oh, I see my numbers. I understand what's working and I'm going to cut things out. I'm going to, you know, make smart decisions. I'm going to set a pathway forward to hit those higher numbers. And that's what you did. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I took kind of like a saw Rach and saw how well she was doing and thought I need to follow what she's doing. Like she's raising her prices because she's so good. She's, and she deserves that. And so like, it's hard to always say, like, it's hard to talk about yourself. Right. But I'm getting better and that's what I want to do. And I want to get better. And so I'm going to raise my prices a little bit. I think I raised them three times last year and starting January, I'm going to raise them again. Um, because right. I, it's like, you're only getting started. Like yes. this is only the beginning still. Well, and then like, I have, it's just up and up and up. For exactly, exactly. I have a goal, um, next year. I, so this year, um, I netted, I'm, I'm right there with Rach. I'm right there at 20,000 that I've met this year, just from January to November. Um, oh, nice. That's which amazing. Puts my, my total income, my gross is 35. And then with all my expenses and everything, I've net 20,000. Um, I want to net 30 next year, but my goal is to do fewer cakes next year mm -hmm. than this year. And so I can only do that by raising my prices, but I can only raise my prices if I keep investing in myself and keep learning and keep not, not putting a cap on myself. Like, I don't like to say, That's Oh, it. I can't do that. <laughs> I, I can't do this. I've, I've had people heard people say, well, I, I won't do square cakes and I won't do hexagon cakes. And those ones, they're so hard. You guys know they are, mm -hmm. they're so much harder than round because you do have those corners. Um, but also that's why they cost more right and so by by teaching yourself and by taking classes and bettering yourself you can charge more and you can be able to just get to where you want to be but mm -hmm. really we're stopping ourselves if we put that cap on and say you know I'm only doing this and I'm only doing this and I'm only doing this we're not allowing ourselves to grow and um to become really who we want to be and to be, to be where we want to be too. Cause that will, once I feel like once we like cap ourselves and say, Oh, I can't charge that much for this. And I can't charge that much for this. And I can't do this. And I can't do this. And I can't do this. We just need to step back and say, actually, I can, mm -hmm. I can do that. I can do hard things. I, I can charge $400 for a two tier wedding cake because I'm there. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's, it's such a good, empowering thing to say. And I know you don't like that, but we're giving ourselves that power. It's not anyone mm -hmm. else. We're 
we're there to say, I'm here and I'm, I can do this. And then that confidence that you build in yourself, you then yes. can pass along to others. Cause I know you have given me so much confidence, like from everything you say and everything you do. And, um, the confidence that you've given me because you're confident in confident in yourself and saying, Hey, by the way, you should raise your prices or like, Hey, raise your prices. High five, you know? <laughs> and so I love that. I love that so much because we're, if, if we sit and say that we can't do these things, yes, the, the untapped potential that we've got in us, just, we've got to bring that out. We've got to bring that out and we can do that just by investing in yourself and doing yeah. that. It's- you absolutely 100% Erica you're amazing oh, everybody who wants to check out this incredible hexagon cake and all the other <laughs> amazing things that she does you can find her at sweeties bakery provo on instagram and i'm just so grateful that you were here to share your your light and your spark with us and oh thank you, you just are just the funnest like ball of joy i love to be around you and i love to you inspire me like i watch you push yourself i'm like i should push myself a little more <laughs> like i watch you learn these things i'm like i should learn more so thank you sure. so much erica for yeah well, for thank sharing you your time with us okay elizabeth let's welcome you to the stage i met elizabeth through my private coaching program Um, she was one of my few that I did this summer where we met one-on-one. She's from this amazing, cute little tiny town in North Dakota called Minot. And what's so cool about Elizabeth is her passion for figuring things out and for just the curiosity and the logic and just the learning the same way Erica just like chases learning cakes. Elizabeth chases learning the numbers and like figuring out the marketing and everything. And she did something amazing and so inspiring this summer. She quit her nine to five job to bake full time. And it's a really cool jump that she took. So Elizabeth, we want to hear a little bit from you. Tell us a little bit about your baking journey in a nutshell. I wish we could like spend an hour just hearing your journey and tell us how you came to quit your job and how it's going and tell us all about that. Yeah. Oh, so first, can you hear me? Is my audio working? Yeah, okay. I can hear perfect. you. Um, so I have a really weird background that makes no sense. I come from a long line of jack of all trade type folks. So like my dad was a gold miner and then a city administrator, that kind of thing where we just do all the things. <laughs> so I have a PhD in philosophy. So if you have any questions about philosophy, I'm your gal. Um, I got that when living in Australia, even though I am from North Dakota Um, I never considered myself a risk taker, but then when I look back on my life, I was like, whoa, I do a lot of very, I just like point myself in directions and master that thing. And then I point myself in a new direction. And so who knows what I'll be next in 10 years. It'll be like, I'm an archaeologist. But for now, so I uh, was a philosophy professor and then I worked with international students for a long time when we moved back to North Dakota. Um, And I live in what is considered here a small town. Um, and we're very far from any metro area. So it's 40,000 people, but I mean, the closest, like I could go to Billings or Minneapolis or Denver or Winnipeg. Oh, we're Those losing be... you for a sec, Elizabeth. What's that? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. We lost you for just a sec. Oh, am I back? So, yeah, you're back now. Okay. Sorry, I just cut out for a sec. Yep. So really small area. And so there aren't a lot of job opportunities. And I was getting super bored 
um, hate my job and was ready to do something new. Uh, and so I was trying to think of what that would be because I don't have a lot of marketable skills. And uh, so I started thinking Which of things <laughs> I could do. I've never taken a business class or anything like that. And I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I could make cakes and things. I like to do um, overly complicated things. I like intricate, overly complicated things. It's an interest of mine. And so I had seen a painted <laughs> cake online and I was like, I bet I could do that. And everyone's like, you're crazy, girl. And so I made a painted cake and I was like, I bet I could sell these. I'm like, oh, you're still crazy. And so then I started selling them and I only started last October. So October, 2021. So when I sold my mm -hmm. first cake and that it was scary to start, but, um, I started with that and it was going really well and I would just like have a question and then I would just find the answer to that question and figure it out. So my background mm -hmm. in philosophy really was really helpful for that because a PhD is just spending three years alone answering one question and then writing a big paper that no one ever reads. And if there's ever like the back end of a business is exactly like that, where you're like, doesn't anyone, Eric is like, please look at my numbers. And no one ever, oh, I've done all this background stuff and I can't wait to show everyone. And no one ever asked to see it. Um, so it's exactly the same. So all of you could all go get PhDs if you wanted now and whatever you want. It's the same skills. Um, I make hand painted cakes. So that's what I stuck with. And then I paint macarons. Um, I think I put my Instagram handle in this if you want to see. Them. Oh, yeah. Sun based. Yeah. And I was looking for a creative outlet as well. And so I have never copied or at least to my knowledge, you know, we're all influence what is copying right um but I've never like <laughs> taken a picture of a cake and then tried to make that cake so it's just not something I do so I'm kind of the opposite where Erica was saying don't Erica I agree with you on so many things but where she's like don't box yourself in I super boxed myself in so I boxed myself into buttercream painted cakes specifically six inch and um, eight inch, three layers, because I don't have any room for pans and I don't want to buy <laughs> any extra supplies. So I make every cake with the same set of supplies because it's almost like a little challenge. So painting them, I can make anything. And then I make cookie toppers. And so I've never had to buy anything specific for any cake because they all are made of the exact same components, um, but they all come out like so different so it's like a little Which, challenge it's the same thing with macarons you can paint anything on a macaron it's and so smart what you've done elizabeth because it's yeah. like you and erica both of you looked at your situations and like what lights right. me up and then like, what makes me feel answers. good and fulfills my mission and for erica it's like doing the crazy and going all over and like challenging yourself that way for you it's been like refining mm -hmm. this like very specific set of skills and products and I think it, it is done so well because you have refined it so well. And you, it just like, it really just shines. Like your work is incredible. Oh, yeah. And then you can know, like I've made the best Warhammer themed cookie topper cake that ever has existed. And so, you know, when you make a really weird cake like that, you're like, well, 
that's number one of this very, very, very specific niche. Uh, <laughs> and so that's really fun too. And it makes yeah. it so that um, people don't send me pictures of the cakes they want um, because they know I'm just going to make whatever I want anyway. And then getting people to trust you to just like go for it. Um, so you've built that trust. You've built a brand so well around what you do. Like you can, I can point out one of your cakes, easy peasy when it pops up on my feed, um, the way you've branded yourself, it just, it really does build trust. And I think people, they know what they're coming to get when they come to you. It's a work of art. It's a specific style. And it's like, you've just, you've done such a good job. And I was so impressed when we got to work together of just how, how much you have put into it. And when you filled out your application to have private coaching, you were like, oh, I want to quit my job. And then we had our first session and you were like, I quit. Oh yeah. (laughs) What happened there? Oh yeah. I got so distracted talking about cake. Um, so I was working full-time last October and then I decided I wanted the heck out of there. It was fine. It was a fine job and I didn't want to do it anymore. And uh, (laughs) so I started selling stuff. And then by March, I went part-time at my job. And then, um, my plan was to do that for a, a year before leaving but then I really 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 wanted out and crunched the numbers and then I quit in the end of July I think was when I left Um, and it's actually been super smooth smoother than I would have thought I was afraid there'd be like a family budget like shake up but um, luckily the numbers have been okay and it's worked really well and I now make I, this says more about the state of North Dakota's pay scale than anything, but I make this thing now, <laughs> making cakes that I made with a PhD I at a university. So I didn't that. make a lot well, of money. You can see now why I know, I'm you, now. you get to be at, at home with yeah. where your daughter is. You get to control like yeah. your schedule. You get to say yes to what you want to say yes to. Like the benefits there way outweigh the job, right? Yep, so much. And then I get to, um, so when you work for the state, everything moves at a snail pace. So you can be like, I have a good idea. And they're like, maybe we'll circle around to that at the next legislative session. And then we're here, like, if I have a good idea, I just do that idea right away. Um, I, so, <laughs> I apologize. I can't read and speak at the same time. So I'll have to go back to these comments so I can see what people are saying oh, later. Yeah, no, um, you're fine. But, you're fine. Um, yeah, so I, make a game out of automating as much as possible with my business too. So I'll p- do a post tomorrow on the Facebook group with like the different apps that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a, like I learned to do a website. I've never made a website before. And now it's just, it's awesome. And I know how to do it inside and out. And I um, like, I started with email templates. If you guys only do one thing, Google how to make an email template in Gmail or whatever it is that you're using. Um, Brett, you need to start using 
email templates. That's my. Oh, I have them for you. Okay, good. (laughs) And so they make such a big difference in how you can like how fast you can get back to people Uh, that just there's all kinds of little things you can do so that you're not tied to your computer all of the time. And then that gives you more time to rest and more time to bake and explore and do whatever the heck you want. Um, So that's made a huge difference. I um, set up all those automations and that made it so then I could double my baking production while actually working fewer hours. And I never work nights. I never have baked at a nighttime because I sleep at nighttime. I'm still awake because I drank some coffee, right? Um, oh, <laughs> it's like 10 o'clock for no, Elizabeth, it's okay. right? Yep. So There's I'm making 11. an exception for you. I'm working late tonight, but normally never for baking. Cakes never are more important than sleep. Um, so I only- Because you're so smart. You like- yeah. You don't let yourself get whipped around. I just love that you do that, that you're like, this is my boundary. This is where it stops. And this is how I run my business. And you, you stand, I just love that. The fact that you take care of yourself is probably half the reason you've been able to get as far as you have in like almost less than a year. And that's like, that's the secret. Like be a good boss to yourself. Yeah. In steady movement forward, but slow in like even movement forward where you see a lot of people do these like, like jerky motions forward with their business Mm -hmm. where if you can just keep going, so never stop, but don't ever rush either. So just keep yourself plowing forward, slow and steady, and you'll be shocked by how far you can get. Yeah. I love, there's a quote that says we underest, we, we overestimate what we can do in 24 hours, but we greatly underestimate what we can get done in a year. Like yeah. we're always like putting way too much in a day, but if we can just like pace ourselves, you're mm-hmm. going to get so far in a year, farther than you ever imagined. So, yeah. And then picking away at those projects every day. So that again, goes back to my graduate school, like having to do that on my own. Cause nobody's nobody's telling you what to do then. And so if you don't get up and do it a little every day, it's not going to happen. And it's the same way with a business. So so just do pieces every day to it of the big picture items. And then those things will get done. Because if you don't break that up into little pieces, you're not going to accomplish those goals. Nice. So I, if you, I meant, I meant to ask this to Rachel and Erica as well. We missed you guys. You'll have to like add it to the Facebook group. But if, if there's one thing that you could tell yourself going back to the beginning, when you started baking, if there's one piece of advice that you would give yourself starting there, what would you say to yourself? Ooh, yeah. I have an answer for that. And then I have my numbers too. Oh, and we need your numbers. Yes. Yeah. So I'll do my numbers first. Um, but so mine are actually suspiciously close to Rachel's like so much that I'm like hmm, I, I wonder if it would be interesting if there's a natural cap to home bakers and if there I is don't a- think there is I don't know I don't believe in a cap I yeah. think the only cap that exists is the one we give ourselves maybe is, is it would this- be interesting if like with one oven maybe like what I what can come out right I don't know well, so mine- like, if you really want it you'll figure out how to get it yeah. your passion and your purpose will drive you to figure it out I just and this is this is like my soapbox because <laughs> I'm like I feel like the glass ceiling you know, that like that we put on ourselves, you know, like these, like, oh, I can only make this much. It's like, well, you only will make that much because that's all you believe you can make. 
And when you push yourself farther and when you like, like accept that it can go higher, it can, I like can't. Okay. I won't steal your thunder, Elizabeth. I'm not going to take this off the rails, but I'm like, we're going to talk about this on, on Thursday when we go into finances that like there, there is no ceiling. Like the ceiling is how much, how much can you hold in your hand? How much can you physically accept or receive? Like that's what it is. So, well, and also how much butter and sugar I can like smash into a cake. in my time. So, so for the amount of butter and sugar, I am able to like turn into a cake. I have like right now, and I'm hoping this does go up some, um, is about 3000 to uh, 3,500 a month total coming in. And then I use the profit first method to Mm -hmm. divide up my money. And I'll put that in the Facebook group too. Tomorrow I'll do a post. Um, and that, then I pay myself like salary style from it. Mm-hmm. And so right now I'm paying myself 1,750 a month. And I'd like to see yeah. that go up as well. But every time that goes up, then I have to be careful to make sure my tax savings goes up. So, you know, right now I have mm-hmm. several thousand dollars saved for taxes and I have um, some set aside like a well, I think 22% of every dollar that comes in. So 22 cents on the dollar goes towards operating expenses and overhead and all of that jazz. And I make 55 cents on the dollar. Um, so every, like, so if I make a hundred dollar cake, that's like $55 for me, but not necessarily this month. So it spreads out over months so that that way, by doing it this way, um, I'm so glad I'm getting Erica's approval. That's good. Cause I, <laughs> I need an accountant's <laughs> approval on this. Um, but that well, you're way, doing all good. Everything's good. Okay, good. Um, that way, if I have a slow month or something happens or like I get sick or I go on vacation mm-hmm. or something, I'm still taking that same $1,750. Because you've set aside for it. You've got yeah, it because some months will bring so in more than others. And so I just gave myself a raise to that and I'm hoping to give myself another raise soon. So I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's, I'm You're, a very good boss. It's a you, approach, boss. you approach it so logically. Like <laughs> it's like, it just makes sense. Like I, it's like, no duh. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. And then if I was going to tell myself something when I started, um, I did not, you, you think this is crazy now if you're like looking at my Instagram. I didn't think I was an artist. I was like, oh, I guess I can draw okay. But I didn't <laughs> consider myself an artist and I don't have a lot of um, like insecurities or like, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Imposter syndrome. Except I did in art. And I don't anymore. So I would tell myself, like, you're an artist. Straight up today, exactly who you are, you're an artist. Absolutely. And you are. Your work is amazing. Like, it's just, what's so funny and is that all of the, you and Rachel and Erica and me and everybody, like, we started with nothing. We didn't know how to run a business. We didn't know how to do numbers. We didn't know how to make a cake. And yet here you are making these incredibly gorgeous cakes that are painted and macarons, which that's something fun that sets you apart too, is that you don't, you, I, you, I don't even think you've done a three-tier cake yet. Have you? I have not, but they're available on the website. It's like, you're doing this with these small, but very specifically styled cakes and your macarons Mm -hmm. and you're making that much money with it's incredible. Right. It's incredible how far you've come. Every cookie on top is $30. So 
Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, I could paint that on a cookie. Boom. And then like, it's just 30 and they cost almost nothing to make. They just time. But your expertise. Yeah. Because yeah. money isn't just time. It's, it's mm-hmm. the energy, it's the value. And that's all what someone gets when they buy it from you. Yeah. So you're amazing, Elizabeth. Everyone, you got to go check out her work at Sun Bakes. Also, you have to take a look at her website because Ooh, it is one of the order most form. beautiful. It's one mm. of the most well done home baking websites I've ever it's seen. Cool. Like when we talk about showing up as a professional, Elizabeth is like, the gold star version of what that is. She's incredible. So go check her out. Thank you so much for being here tonight, Elizabeth. You are amazing.